today's Let's Talk. Today's lesson is from Acts chapter 2, and, and the title is A Controversy. There are many tough, t- tough passages in the Bible for us to come to grips with what the verse is saying. By going to the original languages and looking carefully at the context, the tough passages often become clear. In Acts chapter 2, we have such a controversial verse. In Act, here, here it is in Acts chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard in their own language what was being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, aren't these all who are speaking Galileans? How is it that each of them hears us in our own language? We hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongue. Amazed and perplexed, they ask one another, what does this mean? The controversy is how to relate to the Greek word glossos. It was translated in the King James Bible as tongues. Many of the later translations use the word languages, which refers to known international languages. Pentecostal and charismatic believers often claim that the word here used here refers to speaking in an unknown tongue, but current translators use the word language for three reasons. Reason number one, the word languages fits the original Greek word. They were known languages. Number two, people from all over the world heard the apostles speaking in their own languages. Three, the meaning and application of the word tongues has changed. There are a number of verses in the New Testament that use the Greek word glossos. Most of them relate to speaking to known languages, but a few use the words that are for speaking in an unknown language. I went through every reference, every reference in the Greek to the Greek in the word using the word glossos, and came up with three possible uses of the word in Acts chapter two, verse four. Based on the use of glossos in the New Testament, there are three possible uses for words in translating various verses. They are number one, known languages. That is languages that are spoken daily somewhere. Number two, unknown languages. They are not known, they are known as tongues. Number three, human physical tongues. That is the one that's in our mouth. For known languages from Acts chapter two, verse four, it says, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Revelation seven, nine says, after I looked and there were before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, every tribe, people, and language standing before the throne, before the lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. These are known languages. For unknown speech, Acts chapter 19, verse 6, when Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. Acts chapter 12, verse 30, do all have the gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? The answer to that one is no. For human physical tongues, Romans chapter 3, verse 13, their throats are open graves, their tongues practice deceit. The poison of vipers is on their, tongue, on their lips. In this passage, the use of the Greek word clearly refers to known languages. This is, a, this is for, the, for the following reasons. Number one, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. That is, it was a miraculous event. It was not an everyday occurrence. Number two, they spoke as the Spirit enabled them. Their speaking was from the Holy Spirit. Number three, Jews from every nation were present. Number four, each one heard in, in, in their own language. Number five, they wondered how how Galileans could know their language. Number six, Jews and Gentiles were God-fearers. They were amazed at what they heard. And last, it filled them with questions as they had never had such an experience. 
A.T. Robertson, on speaking in with other tongues, says, Each one began to speak in a language that he had not acquired, yet it was a real language and understood by those from various lands familiar with them. It was not jargon, but in intelligible, intelligible lang language. Lehman Strauss says, The speaking with tongues at Pentecost was doubtlessly done in perfect order, without confusion, and it was given just for one for the occasion. The gift was, was neither universal nor permanent. In conclusion, what do we learn about God from this passage? Number one, God has his ways that are beyond our understanding and experience. Number two, we need to let God be God and not try to overanalyze everything that he does. Number three, the use of known languages was a way to testify that God was doing something new. There's a danger in saying we have never done this, never done it this way before. God is a God of newness and we need to embrace the new things that he is doing. The controversy in Acts 2 is easily solved when you realize God did a miracle and the people from all over the world heard the gospel in their own language. To God be the glory. Amen. Father, we thank you for this passage from your word. We thank you that you're still a God of miracles, and we pray that you'll continue to bless and guide and direct us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.